I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Frank, 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 Skinner, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I am with Emily Dean and Holly Walsh. One boy, two little girls. <laughs> oh, I, hate it. I hate the fact you own that song. Why? I don't know. I own all the Elvis I, songs. I love the fact that I'm referred to as a little girl. Doesn't happen often these days. <laughs> well, I'll take it. You know, I think at core we are still the children that we used to be. Right at the very, very core of us. Mm. Unless, of course, we join the Conservative Party. <laughs> and then that child has to be led away and uh, shot in a sweating cave. You know the way caves sweat like a... Mm. Mm. I hate it. So, uh, yes, this is absolutely right. I, I feel I'm the token man today. That's it, isn't it, now? Yeah. You know, there's all this old dispute, uh, dis- dispute about whether men are funny or not, you know. And you get, like, token man on a show like this. <laughs> But mainly, comedy is so dominated You're by women. You're the Denise Van Outen of today. I am, and I'm proud of that. You're the eye candy for this radio show. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a ear Wowzer. candy. Wowzer. <laughs> ear candy. I think you're ear candy. Actually, I've got a bit of ear candy. I need to sort that out. <laughs> You've got one of my favourite hoodies on today, Frank. Thanks very much. Uh, one of Why your are you wearing hoods? one of Emily's hoodies? I do not know. <laughs> I think one of my favourite hoodies would, would have been in a great sort of 1950s American sitcom. <laughs> Like my favourite Martian. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was alive then. Yeah, well, it was repeated many times. Yeah, don't become one of those people if you weren't alive, you can't, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Thus confusing history and memory. Do you know who Hitler is? Were you alive? Exactly. Okay, so welcome to the show. Kicking off with Hitler on Absolute Radio. Kicking morning. off with Hitler. A novel by Frank Skinner. <laughs> So um, I've been I've been on my travels this week. Oh, what have you been up to? Well, what happened is you may recall that on my recent birthday birthday on that uh-huh. on um, I um, I was given by the by the show by the people of the show a twenty five pound voucher for Bookmarks, the Marxist bookshop in Bloomsbury. Lovely. So. Um, I toddled along there this week to uh, to have a look round. I've never been in before. Oh, what was it like? It was Marxist in the extreme. <laughs> was there a bust of Marx? There was a bust of Marx. See, I, I always think he looks a bit sort of a pound stretcher Santa. Marx. I know what you mean. I'm not. I'm not a fan of his look. I have to say. I've worked with the, the Karl Marx lookalike. <laughs> yeah, can't remember. It was me, him, and Will Young. <laughs> Because Will Young, I think, was a Marxist when he was at college. I think, um, mm. yeah. Hard to believe. Very hard to believe. So anyway, over at the Marxist bookshop. So, yeah, so, um, oh, no, I'm still dwelling on Will Young. <laughs> yeah. A man who... This sounds like a terrible joke set up. Yeah. Me, a... Karl Marx and Will Young. I don't hate anyone, but if I had to like, write a list of everyone in Britain in a order of which I like them, mm. Will Young would be... Perilously near the bottom. No. Yeah. He never gave up. I always give. He gives the vibes of a of a cool guy. Uh, do you think so? Yeah. Why? Why don't? You, why would be so low? Oh, I don't know. I, I felt. I felt that he's in a child had been. Um, 
put strangled in that sweaty, by him. Sweaty cave. Yeah, yeah. I could. Uh, I sensed his sweaty cave was was empty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, so I went in there and uh, I said I opened because some of you uh, regular listeners to the show may recall that we I I noticed um, that the Marxist bookshop and um, was called Bookmarks um, mm. and and I realised years after seeing the shop that it was a pawn. Because it's not spelt with a, with an X, it's spelt bookmarks, as in bookmarks. Oh. I discussed this with him, and he said he'd, he'd considered the X and um, rejected it. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> we, uh, I'd say there's a given. What's that? That he'd rejected it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I take you as a gibbon. <laughs> what about that? So he was a very nice chap um, in the in the Gla- glasses on a lanyard. Um, no, he was young, and I think you'd have liked him actually. Oh, in fact, I, might, I, I might head I think, down there. Holly. I think you should pop in the Marxist bookshop. I'm there. I imagine he's single because he probably thinks that uh, marriage <laughs> is some capitalist um, sellout. Mm. Would you change your political leanings if he was hot? How do you know I'd have to? Huh? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of me, not what you think. I have to say, he was he was such a nice chap that I've completely cha- I've become a Marxist. <laughs> I spoke to him, I spoke to him for about seven or eight minutes. And I thought, That's it. I've got the voucher. I might as well adopt the uh, beliefs. <laughs> so, so that was that. I feel so, the same about, I, I feel the same about W.H. Smith. Yeah, yeah. I've met, never met him. <laughs> He's sort of a WH Smith. Does that is there a man called that, or was there ever? Yeah. How do you know? Well, it wasn't a made-up name, is it? How do you know? Because it's a really boring made-up name. If you're going to make yeah, up a name, come up with a more interesting that. one. What? Make up names? Yeah. Like what? Martin Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> I made up that name for my dog's name. Yeah, and someone and emailed we... in to say that, that in New Zealand that's a real name. We've got some updates on that yeah, later. Well, okay, don't, don't go before your horse to market. <laughs> <laughs> that's my advice. Anyway, I, was, I, I told him about our Marxist um, bookshop phone-in in which people suggested other, other shops, yeah. other Marxist shops. You may recall this. Somebody suggested Office Engels. Yeah, I love that. That's very good. Very proud of that one. And my own one where you buy pillowcases and sheets, uh, bed linen. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, um, he said, oh, what's the name of the show? And suddenly I felt terribly ashamed that the show is basically called, I believe, the Frank Skinner Show. It is. And I thought that was such a anti-Marxist, egoistic (laughs) thing to do. Why don't you do the Saturday breakfast show for the people? Yeah, that's what I should have said. Yeah. I should have said it's called the, the pe- red, the, the red pe- breakfast, the people's breakfast show, <laughs> <laughs> the dog's breakfast show. Oh no! So um, I said, he said, "What's it called?" The show, and I said, "It's on eight o'clock on Saturday morning." <laughs> oh, I couldn't, I couldn't own up. You to denied us as the cock crowed. I did, yeah. Um, well, you denied yourself more to the point. Mm. But that's a good thing. It is Lent. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so I had to look around, and I have to say, I mean, I, I was misled by Holly Walsh. Why? Who, <clears throat> who said to me that she'd seen Jack Dee's autobiography. I did see Jack Dee's autobiography. He denied that. I asked the man. He, he denied it. <laughs> it was at the front, I promise you. He absolutely... It must have been just left by... You know when people li- leave books outside Oxford? It must have been like that. 
<laughs> Jack D is leaving him at bookshops all over London. He's not fooling anyone. <laughs> so um, he said, "No, no, we've never had that." He was a bit. I, he was a bit affronted. It was the only difficult moment in our conversation was when I suggested that they oh. sold Jack D's autobiography. But the, it was it was more Marxist. Even though it's a Marxist bookshop, it was more Marxist than I expected. Ev- more or less, every book in it was was about Marxism. Right. Mm. And you didn't expect that. <laughs> no, because you told me that they had Jack Dean's autobiography, <laughs> so I thought they'd just be like, it was a front. It was like, remember the old man from Uncle used to be, uh, be behind Del Florius, the tailor? You remember the... Okay, so, um, anyway, I looked round and I found, I, found some, uh, I found some nice stuff. <laughs> Frank, if S in West Brom wants to know, would you add Will Young to the list of people you loathe, along with Daniel, Daniel Craig and Sir Bob? Um, She's well, called him Danielle Craig for reasons best no, known No, Danielle to Craig is the woman next <laughs> door. You guys, you guys went out, didn't you? You and Danielle Craig. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. You, um, I don't. I wouldn't like to think that I loathe anyone, to be honest. But um, if it was a, a people who, if I could pay a thousand pounds for charity, who I'd punch in the face, then yes, I would put Will Younger being that, and I'm sure he'd be glad to do it for. Let's suggest it for <laughs> sport <laughs> relief. That'd be good, wouldn't it? The double punch. You could use, you could have Will Young and Daniel Radcliffe, both fists, out at the same time. <laughs> Hold I on, it's not Daniel Radcliffe, it's Dad, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Oh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Radcliffe, I just think he's weird. And <laughs> no, will shoot. he's not, he's lovely. No, but he will shoot eight people in a he post won't. office. Before 2020. Oh, you, my you, God. You heard it here first. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. So anyway, the uh, the uh, the uh, the upshot of all this is mm. that I he, the man tried to buy me uh, tried to sell me a, bo- a bust of Marx and he said you could have it in the radio studio when you did the show and I I, I couldn't tell him it was a commercial radio station no I was so ashamed <laughs> um, but you couldn't have, you couldn't have Marx while someone's in the background singing We Buy Any Cars. Also, I wouldn't like wrong. Workers of All Lands Unite in a purple font. I don't think that would work. No, and no. they're very strict about that here. Um, so I bought some. Uh, I bought some books, and then my girlfriend, who who Twitter searches me on a regular basis as if I'm up to something, <laughs> said to me, "Oh, I, I I see you were in the Marxist bookshop." And I thought, <laughs> I, I thought, it's, what's this? The McCarthy witch trials? <laughs> Marxist bookshop? No, I was just looking. Um, <laughs> I'd love you to be in the spotted section of heat in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> spotted, spotted in the Marxist. There must bookshop. be a sort of Marxist publication where they've got their own spotted. I yes, be, I bet you. I bet you. MI five keep a regular watch on who's in and out of the Marxist bookshop. You know, you you, jo- you joke, but that's probably true. That wasn't a joke. Okay. <laughs> You'll know when it's I joke. Just everything you say, I, I think. When I joke, I'll hold up that laugh card that I hold. Well, up. you always put in that can laughter anyway. Yeah, exactly. Shut your face. How dare you talk about me like that? So, um, <laughs> mind you, now that Yoda's doing ads... Oh, that, yeah, I mean, he's sold out. Can it get any yeah. worse? The great symbol, one of yeah. the last populist symbols of wisdom and integrity, Yoda, he's now doing ads. Mm. Makes me... <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I really nearly did then. That was so close. Someone just texted in to say you should be called the Franks Show with Frank Skinner, but with an X on the end of Franks. A Brit- excellent. Oh, that's good. Like Spanx. Yes, yes. Mm. exactly like Spanx. And I like to think I hold everything together on this show. Are <laughs> uh, Spanx those pants that? Yes. Oh yeah, like you, like you're not wearing the mask we speak. I don't. I'm not. 
I'm yeah, not. you are. You're wearing <laughs> at, at least one pair, probably four. So, um, anyway, there was a tweet, and it was from the man. Can you oh, believe this man's taking part in social networking? He's I got suppose. a computer on well, it's social, it. isn't it? Socialist networking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and this is what it said. Oh, it began, oh, oh, wait. Oh. As if, I mean, who tw- how can you tweet like that? Like, like. Like you've just thought, he, oh, he doesn't no. understand our lexicon. Oh, we just had that Frank Skinner in the shop. That Frank, it's the that I'm worried about. What does that imply? That Frank. Oh, we just had that Frank Skinner in the shop. Nice choice of books. He said. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Which what, I'm taking what, as a compliment. What didn't books they? did you buy? Well, I bought um, just some science fiction books, <laughs> non-Marxist. So they don't all sell Marxist books. They sell. They don't sell, and they never have sold Jack D's autobiography. <laughs> I, I, I am baffled. Uh, Frank, if, I've also. If you must know, I bought Ursula K. Le Guin's Wild Girls and Kim Stanley Robinson's Green Mars. What's What's science fiction got to do with like social liberation? Well, I think you know there, there are there's utopian science fiction, which is, is I suppose comes from the same seed as Marxism. Let me give you... Join a- us later on Radio 4. <laughs> we'll be back. Let me give you just the opening of uh, Fantastic Planet oh by Stephen Wood. This is, this is how I judge a book, right? First paragraph, very short. Quietly, the trog went near the window, overlooking the nature room. <laughs> Smiling, he watched his daughter playing. She was a small and pretty trog girl with big red eyes, a narrow nasal slit, a mobile <laughs> mouth, and on either side of her smooth skull, two eardrums so fine they appeared translucent. <laughs> Fantastic That's Planet so by sweet. Stephen Wall there, here on <laughs> Absolute Radio. So that's what I bought. Oh, Frank. Um, I was pleased about that. Frank, we've got some breaking news, Justin. Re WH Smith. Oh, yeah? And the founder of it. WH Smith, uh, this is 268. WH Smith was founded in 1792 by Henry Walton Smith. God bless Wikipedia. Well, Thank Henry you, Walton H- Smith. That's is- H.W. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. Stop hairs. Huh? No, <laughs> we call it W.H. Smith, but that's clearly H.W. Smith. No, but it's brilliant that a dyslexic man started a bookshop. <laughs> Congratulations to him. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we've cleared up the W.H. Uh, Smith uh, controversy. What, H.W. Smith? No, well... Henry Walton, was it? 268 has texted in to say, I should add, his son William Henry Smith took over in 1812. Oh, and he had the audacity to <laughs> add his own initials, <laughs> eh? thus betraying his own father's memory. I'm never shopping in that shop again, <laughs> for I associate it with disloyalty and betrayal. How will you get your caps to hands? Me capstans? <laughs> I don't smoke anymore. Um... What else was? It? Oh yeah, I, t- I had my um, I had my hair cut. Lovely. And I was talking about because uh, you know when you get your hair cut, it's always a struggle when there isn't a major reality TV show on to to find <laughs> someone to talk about. And uh, if it's a lady, yeah. obviously you can do the sports. If it's a man, yeah. And uh, we started talking about the fact that I was learning to swim, something I haven't gone on about, I know, at length on this show. And uh, well, at, at, at length, width. At length. Oh, yeah, mainly, I just, just at width at the moment. <laughs> I hope to go on about it at length. And um, she was talking about some of her friends and their fears. She's got a friend who's uh, scared of wet tissue. Oh. And another friend who's scared of baked beans. Can't, can't, just can't look at them. 
Oh, really? Is that for carbohydrate reasons? It would be in my case. Um, I, I t- is the carbo? I thought they were protein. Oh, baby. packed with carbs, darling. Oh dear! I know there's a lot of sugar in them because mm. Glenn Hoddle forbid the England team to have baked beans at the 1998 World Cup because of the high sugar content. Well, but don't they, don't footballers need sugar to run around? The trouble is with sugar, as um, Arsene Wenger pointed out when he banned the bowl of jelly beans in the Arsenal dressing room, is that you get your big hit yeah. from sugar, but then 20 minutes later you get your resulting dip. Sounds like the 90s for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love a resulting dip. <laughs> you get some nice croutons with it. Oh, stra- curious fears, though, Frank. Pardon? Curious fears. They are curious fears. Uh, wet tissue and baked beans. If ever I had breakfast with this person whilst watching <laughs> um, There's One Born Every Minute, where I wet several tissues with sobbing, it would be um harrowing Tears experience. for Fears must be her worst band, the wet yeah. tissue lady. Yeah. How did she feel about wet flannels? and? Well, I mean, the friend wasn't there, you see. I was getting all this second-hand. <laughs> I should have said, ask her about flannels. Get her on the phone. I don't like flannels generally, but I wouldn't say I was afraid of them. No, I mean, that's like saying I don't like, you know, bees. Because <laughs> yep. <laughs> they might sting me. I, think I mean, there's a genuine reason not to like a flannel. Yeah, but, no, it's, you know, borderline, isn't it? What's a flannel going to do? What? Nothing, they're harmless, no, the flannels. They're not. They are, the flannel they population, I've never hurt anyone. I don't know why they're so <laughs> oppressed. Anyway, so we were, um, that got, got me to thinking about... Um, my other strange fears and yeah. things. And it's, I suppose it's a mix of fears and things that I find genuinely upset, I mean, mm. upsetting. Mm. And this sounds like I'm saying this for comic effect, but this is absolutely true. If I see anyone, any human being, interview Miss Piggy, <laughs> it honestly gets me so I can't. I can't breathe. Really? I find it so anxiety-making. I watched <laughs> someone doing it on, on the one of the morning programmes oh, yeah. recently. And, and people do this thing. It's always incredibly awkward. It's yeah. always this running thing that Miss Piggy is glamorous and very, very famous, of course. And that's, that's the basis of the humour. And then at the end of it, the interviewer always looks at you as if to say... I bet you've never seen this done before. Okay? <laughs> that was a bit of a fit. And honestly, it, I can feel it in my shoulders. I, I could feel tension. Stiff with stress. Up. It was, oh, God. Why? Because you, you know that everybody knows he's a puppet. That's what annoys me. It's not even... I don't well, no, mind. it's not. Because, Some... you know, I've got a strange fear, which is... It's similar, isn't it, Frank? I fear... I don't like cartoon characters, Holly, interacting with real people. I feel right. physically sick. You see, I'm fine with that. It's just... But this is, this is to do with something else. I think I understand it, Frank. What yeah. is it? I don't understand it. It's to do with this uh, repeated superstar sex bomb awkward joke and the belief that... If you interview Miss Piggy, you're really pushing the boat out and doing something oh, different right, and right, original. Right. It's not that you find Miss Piggy attractive. I think Miss Piggy is the least interesting of all the Muppets. Attract- I don't know of any of the Muppets, but if, I, if, you, if, you if had I had to put together a list of... If there was a Muppet Will Smith, she'd be <laughs> above him, but she'd still be very near the bottom. If you had to... Actually, um, there is a, a, a Muppet. What's he called? Well, not Will Smith. Will Young. Will Young. Will Young. There is a Muppet Will Young, isn't there? I believe it's called Will Young. Hey? Oh. You see? You see? Because in many ways he is... Um, <laughs> OK. Um, if you've got any odd fears... Mm. 
old newspapers, Frank. Oh, old news. Oh, oh, is that just sick. is that just the past scares you? Yeah, yeah. I've Very got fears so. of old newspapers in case I'm in them being <laughs> criticised heavily. I, I can understand that. Anyway, I'll tell you, I can actually see one of my fears in front of me, but I'll explain after. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Frank, you were talking earlier about strange fears. Hmm. Uh, Martin has texted in. My brother's wife is afraid of potato roots. She freaks out when you put them near her. Potato roots? Surely potatoes are potato roots, aren't they? I think she means those funny growths on oh, them. Those that come sli- out of them. Th- those oh, things the- that come off them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're a bit creepy. I'm scared of, we've, we've spoken about this before, but I'm scared of stingrays. Any big fat, flat fish mm. scares me. Maybe that's why I don't like flannels. Yeah. So you spread, they a, are. spread a flannel out in a, in a, in yeah, a, in a bath. A, a tailed, if you, I don't know if you've ever had a tailed flannel. With the long, thin, flannelly bit at the end, used for sort of flossing the body. <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm slightly focused about um, guys is people drinking out of blue-coloured glasses. <laughs> it, oh. oh, I had an ex-boyfriend, and he brought me a glass of wine, and he said, "Here you go." And it was in a blue-coloured. Gla- I almost vomited. It made me feel ill. I said, "I can't drink out of blue, like a stained glass." Glass. It, I'll tell you why I hate it because it's a bit. Firstly, it's a bit faux medieval, which irritates me. Mm. But secondly, I, do, I can't see what's in it, Frank, and I don't like not being able to not know what's in it. So you wouldn't know if it was red or white. Exactly. So it's less of a glass and more of a goblet. Exactly. Yes. It's borderline so chalice. You've got, you've got a phobia of chalice. Borderline chalice is going to be the If ever I have a band, it's going to be called borderline <laughs> chalice. We have a known poisoner working for us currently as well. So it puts the fear of God into me. I have to say that, that, that Sarah's tea has got... It doesn't <laughs> oh, no. taste the chemicals anymore. It just tastes of weak tea. That's a, that's a plus. Yeah. Mm. I think at the moment, I think the the tea bag has been allowed to um, at least enter into the same postcode as the hot water, whilst not actually being immersed. My parents regularly reuse the same tea bag. They have done the same tea bag for four years. It's, maybe it's about time you filtered some of your showbiz earnings back to your poor parents. <laughs> Are they living in some sort of hovel? That's, why is that? Is that because they're worried about caffeine? No, no, no. I don't know what it is, honestly. I, I wish I did. They also, um, even the, they only have proper coffee on high days and holidays, and the rest of the time they drink it instant. Even though I say, I've bought you oh. some posh coffee, you can help yourself. You have it, and I know they prefer it. They'll still stick to the instant in a sort of strange It's their, what I call safe for best people. Yeah, they're definitely safe mm. for best people. Are they, um, they're what I call skin flicks. <laughs> 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 oh dear, I, I, well, that's just wrong. Yeah, but do you not have anything? You can't take it with you, you know. Do you not nice have any coffee? No, you can. They've just, oh, can you? Yeah, they've just found out. Oh, you sorry, can't I didn't take know it that. With you. Sorry, I wasn't told. They did a big. Um... Can someone keep me up on that kind of thing? <laughs> Frank two two four. Um, the old seventies test card girl still scares me now. Or oh, was he married to Nicola. her? <laughs> I know the girl with the Alice band. No, and the I, big know the, moon I know face. the girl you mean. Yeah, strange the, orange waistcoat, Frank. Did she have an orange waistcoat? To recall, wow. trust you to notice such details. Yeah, even at a young age, even I'm at that stage, to get an orange waistcoat. I don't I think clocked so. Clocked that sartorial mishap, Holly. Oh. I think maybe she was uh, moving towards the Hare Krishna at that time. <laughs> Do people ever say whisket anymore? I say whisket. Oh, yeah. but you say birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I've never sound, I've never sounded more sorry in all my life. But you say birthday, 
But yes, I, do, I don't think I do. So, no one's ever corrected me on birthday before. I have repeatedly. Yeah, I know you have. I, that's why I said no one, as in someone else. It is one of my fears. Yeah. And I, I'm actually I'm doing it now, and it gives me the shudders. Oh. And that is using a, a mouse. A com- not not using a mouse. That wouldn't. You know, in some sort of exploitative way. <laughs> Using a computer mouse without a computer mouse mat. Yeah. I oh, hate yeah. that feeling. Off-road, of, off-piste. Yeah, exactly. Off-piste mouse. I hate that feeling of wheel against desk. <laughs> it's like I imagine scalpel against bone for a surgeon. That moment when... <sighs> oh, sorry, everyone. You know that when that happens in a big operation. The, mm. the idea of scissors cutting scissors is something that makes me want to... Just scream. Scissors cutting Like, imagine scissors. if a pair of scissors had to try and cut up another pair of scissors. Ah! <laughs> Just describing it makes me feel physically sick. I can hear the sound. Can you now. imagine it? <laughs> stop, 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 stop. <laughs> oh, I've set my own teeth on edge. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. I'm really disappointed now. I've just discovered that the artist has got some dialogue in it. You're not allowed to tell anyone that. You're not? Yes, no. you are. No, no it's not. Like, not oh, is he a, oh, is he a ghost? Huh? <laughs> is he one of the dead people? He's Kaiser Soze. You oh, know. No. I hate people that won't let you give them spoilers. It's, that's you know what? You're spo- not seven. I just think if you're going to make a silent... See, this is what when Mel Brooks made a silent movie... I thought that's incredibly brave. And then he, mm. has, he has to have a line of dialogue in it. That no one can go the whole way. That's because um, if you don't have a line, you get paid less. That's what I discovered in the 90s. <laughs> oh, Frank, <laughs> um, oh, we have a text in, 433. We're discussing fears here. I'm horrified by the thought of having to eat yoghurt out of an unvarnished bowl like terracotta. <laughs> the gooey scraping. The gooey scraping. I know what you this mean. This is the sort of problem that someone in Captain Corelli's <laughs> mandolin has. It's quite a Roman problem, I find, yeah. Holly. I saw some, something put my teeth on edge the other day. I'm not very good with people clipping their nails with those nail clippers. Oh. And someone on the bus was doing it into an old hummus container. <laughs> Which I respect the fact that they'd bought their own receptacle, but at the same yeah. time... Well, did they bring their own receptacle? Did they just find that on the bus? Well, you know, it could be... At least they were doing it into a container, though. Yeah, but even still, don't clip in public. That'd you always my... get the missing ones. I've carefully clipped, and at the end, I've put them... I've reassembled them um, on, a, on, a, on, a, on the carpet. And oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's only ever nine. There's always the one that goes into the stratosphere and never, ever seen again. Frank, we've had another text in, and I believe, Frank, it's from our Keith. You're kidding me. Well, he says, putting hot tea bag in the bin, bro. Keith. That's that, yes. Uh, that sounds very our Keith. That was, uh, I think that, yeah, that, that does sound like our Keith. Mm. Um, I know our Keith does listen to the show. Um, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, bro. Uh, yes, he's referring to the fact that my, my mum yeah. um, told us that we couldn't put hot tea bags in the bin in case we set the bin on fire. <laughs> She um, she had a basic <laughs> ignorance of physics, <laughs> but uh, oh. Oh, what are you supposed to do with them? Should have given them to my parents. They would have used. Them. Yeah, exactly. Why Both waste your them? parents should have got together. My That's parents would have driven, probably driven down to Birmingham <laughs> to pick them up to take them back to use them. Well, I don't know if they'd use that kind of petrol. Hmm. That's what they should do. They get local. They should get a, a bag bank, tea bag bank outside, and then the locals can leave their tea. <laughs> yeah. 
be good. The trouble is Mary Bale and have a cat in there before they turn their backs. <laughs> Mary Bale. Too soon. Too Mary Bale, she makes me feel fine. Blowing down the back roads of my mind. <laughs> Frank. Julie says, ink on the skin. I can't bear it. A tiny bit of biro makes me hightail it straight to the nearest sink. Oh. Sometimes people write phone numbers on their hands. Julie. I, I, I know. I, I, yes. Uh, see, I oh. always have to write jokes that I'm going to remember see- on the back of my hand, which means people are sitting next to me and they look over and there's a, like, I've got written on my hand, you know, like, um... Say ho- something ho- clean. Horse nipping. Horse nipping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't like it when you see comics and they've got all their little set list on their hand. Yeah, but that's just part of the job. Get, oh, get, yeah. get over it. <laughs> I, I think I've told this story before. Bruce Forsyth. I knew someone who worked with Bruce Forsyth. And he had all his um, notes on his just on his thumb. Oh. Just on one thumb. And the woman said, you must have brilliant um, eyesight. And he said, oh, well, secret is, never read a book. I thought... <laughs> That's something to be proud Same of there, Bruce. That's the similarities between him and Victoria Beckham end. Yeah. Didn't she pride herself for not reading a book? She must have read David's uh, autobiography. I think yeah. she just saw the live film of it oh. as it happened. Yeah. Well, that's true, of course. She was there for most of it, but not all of it. He might have revealed loads of stuff that she didn't know about. It's always best to check up. I t- I'm getting a thing about handshakes <laughs> since the avians and all those things. If someone shakes oh, yeah. my hand, I don't up, shake hands. I sort of leave it hanging limp until I can get to a sink. I bring a baby wipe round with me. Do you? Yeah. I put on a single satin glove, which <laughs> <laughs> I don't then take off. I wondered, of what, them. <laughs> I wondered what that was about. Your single satin glove. I'm thinking of wearing, getting a couple of hawking gauntlets, and if I got two hawks. <laughs> then no one would think I was just, you know, not wanting to shake hands with their bare hand. I think it was practical reason. I was recently bought, did I tell you this, I was bought a hawking weekend. I don't mean spitting, I mean going out with a, oh, with a really? hawk. Oh, really? Yeah. Lovely, sort of Kez thing. Yeah, I, mm. you go into, you have a walk in the country and then uh, you hold up your wrist and it, uh, it emerges through the, uh, through the branches. Lovely. And then uh, you can go and... Uh, you can have the one when you um, actually hunt wildlife, and I think the other one is um, lion bars. I think it hunts lion bars. <laughs> they, they hide lion bars in the woods, and the hawk uh, goes and gets them. Oh. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Well, uh, I've also got Gary from Bridgewater. My dad hates seeing rain in movies or TV shows. It depresses him, apparently. Oh, well, he should go to singing in the rain where the rain <laughs> is live. If you can have live rain. Mm. Well, they pour water on people. Water comes out of the stage and um, onto the actors and also onto the first, I think, six rows get no. drenched. Mm. So do people bring umbrellas? Um, I think in the when they did it in uh, Chichester, mm. I think they gave people those... You know, those Ponchos. sort of... Like those sort of see-through plastic. Yeah, ponchos. Yeah, like, like the ones towers, you get. Sheik. The ones you get on the front of a log flume. Very much. So. Yeah, exactly. They came from basically log flume wear. <laughs> and um, I don't know about you, but I won't wear log flume wear. I out of context. No, I. I you're <laughs> I right. I won't do it, Frank. I, I, you know, it's I bang on understand. trend. Log flume. Have you not seen London uh, Fashion Week? I don't care, I won't do it. <laughs> it's my final word on the subject. Yeah, you must have saw the uh, the Thorpe Park <laughs> show. At um, I wouldn't London come, Fashion Week. I wouldn't come near you because you'd look like a giant stingray. <laughs> yeah, you would. 
What about that? I'm going to dress as a log next week just to prove the point. <laughs> oh, God. Not Yule. Oh. Don't think that for a second. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Now, I just used the sentence 15 seconds to the end of Blondie, which I bet Hitler said that. <laughs> so that was the name <laughs> of his Alsatian, who he... Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with uh, Emily Dean and Holly Walsh. One Everybody. <laughs> Two little girls. Oh, Elvis, <laughs> I still love you. Frank. I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment called Treat Me Nice, which somebody sent me. Oh, lovely. And it, in which it, it basically it, uh, compares Elvis and his career to uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Well, oh. not Frankenstein, but the monster. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so Colonel... The Colonel is... The Colonel is Dr yes. Frankenstein. Elvis is the monster. Oh. The the child who sits at the end of the lake is the Elvis fans. The family who um, discover the uh, the blind man with the monster are people, the mm. critics. Oh, that's quite... I'm glad we've been quite thorough about that metaphor. <laughs> well, every aspect of the metaphor. He pushes it. <laughs> Just it just like he doesn't need to see the artist now. It's interesting because at <laughs> first I thought this is a stra- this is strained to the extreme, but I can't I can't leave it alone. Mm. Keep going back. <laughs> now, Frank, there's been rather a lot of people walking up and down stairs recently, uh, or as I call them, award ceremonies. Oh yes. There was the BAFTAs, which I wasn't invited to this year, Holly. That's uh, unusual. Well, I normally am, but I'm not in Stephen Fry's salon, I'm afraid. No. How does one I'm get a, in that salon? I'm a bit white trash for him, I think. Oh, surely not. Um, but yeah, well, you need to know someone. Ideally, someone presenting it, that but, helps. But if anybody knows someone, it's you. <laughs> surely. <laughs> But the Brits... So no BAFTAs, no Brits. You didn't go to the no, Brits. Well, I was... I could have gone to the Brits. Okay. I, can I put it out there? I could have gone to the Brits. I just... I wasn't very well. But um, I quite... I like the look of it. Did you guys watch it on telly? I watched I, a bit of it. I Yeah, I mean, it was... Um, Chelsea Napoli were on... Was on live that night. So that, it, was a, it was a straight choice between... Mm. And to be honest, the Brits, it's, it's not... They're not going to have people on who I like or very unlikely that that's going to happen. No, Pinchy Strider's not on it. As it said... He's one of your favourites. To quote um, Isaiah 55, your ways are not my ways, (laughs) your thoughts, not my thoughts. Uh, I've paraphrased it, but you know what I mean. I I, I do think this is for people who like Ollie Merz. I'm not saying... Yeah, Will, I could imagine Will Young just popping up on it. It wouldn't surprise me. I remember when I was a kid being so excited about the um, Smash Hits Poll Winners Party and like tuning in on a Sunday afternoon whenever it was on and it being like a, a massive highlight of my teenage years. Mm. And I, I wonder if the Brits has that sort of same effect on today's youth. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people, people, I think young people and idiots are who, who like it. Um, and, I, you know, I've got a lot of time, for certainly for young people and idiots in their place. So I don't. I'm not trying to ban the Brits. I hosted the Brits. Did you? Once. Yes. And I, I would say about three minutes in, I would have been happy for someone to come over and say, "We've got to go to the news." <laughs> Isn't it just you waiting for the crowd to stop screaming? It's, it's. It was me doing joke after joke, and and them disappearing into empty. Not if you can imagine. 
throwing poppies onto a bonfire. <laughs> That's what it's like doing jokes at the Brits. We well, see James Corden says he's just he's abandoned the concept of doing jokes because he says he's just he says it's just about the music. No, I know. Well, that is that was the decision they came. They came to the decision that that no comic could do it eventually. Yeah. Giant corporate though, isn't it, in a way? The giant corporate, isn't it, <laughs> on, the, uh, <laughs> on the north coast yeah. of Ireland? But he got himself into a bit of a scrape again, because he has got form, James Corden. I don't know if you ever saw at the Glamour Awards he had a run-in with Patrick Stewart. Oh, Were you there? Well, no, but I have to you say... You weren't at I the Glamour <laughs> Awards. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I, I can't, it's a rival magazine fan. Oh, sorry. But I don't just recall it. I've actually committed the entire exchange to memory. <laughs> That's how much I loved that particular no, run. I remember you delighting in the, in the Stuart versus Corden. Yes, but this year it was Adele. Yes, but you know, I, it, you know, it used to be people jumping up and pulling their trousers down in front of Mike, in Michael Jackson and stuff like that. And now it's someone having their speech curtailed. It's not. It's not a big controversy, is it? Well, I thought it was fair enough, too. Yeah. Imagine if Frank started talking over, when Tumshi Smiley was talking, yeah, cutting to the news. That wouldn't that wouldn't go down yeah, very but if, well. if Tumshi Smiley was thanking her friends and family and everyone she'd ever worked with, I wouldn't blame, you know, I wouldn't blame you. Well, she wasn't, though, was she? She was no. about to. No, I, I, to be honest, she just said, I'm very proud to be British and very proud to be flying the flag. I was worried that it was, go- it was all going a bit rivers of blood. <laughs> And I think that's why they told him to jump in. At any moment, like the Roman I seem to see, the River Tiber. I mean, you know, it did her a favour. I didn't know that. Doesn't everyone know that? We did it at school in the West Midlands in the 70s. It was on the syllabus. Frank, I was a little worried about George Michael. George all, Michael... Um, all I'm going to say is I hope someone ordered him a little Addison Lee home. Yeah, I think he, he seemed Why, a bit he sluggish. Seem a, yes, a little bit. He wasn't he quite himself, bit, Holly. Really? No. I love George Michael. Do you? Yeah. I think you'd have been in with a chance you know that night. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could have been your one. You know on that list of Will Young near the bottom? Yeah. Where would George Michael come in that? George Michael, I, don't, I, I mean, I'm, I've never been a fan of George Michael's music, but I, I, I mean, I respect him as a human being. He'd be in, in a list of everyone in Britain. He'd be, um, he'd be in the last mm. third. Still sporting a Nehru collar. What's a Nehru? Collar? I love a Nehru. Though. Oh yeah, so does George. Nehru? I used to have a Nehru. Like it's, it's one of the Nehru, the sort of you know, like, like Mandarin a... collar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, we I've just had a, just had a, a message on my earpiece that that's the first time Pandit Nero has ever been mentioned on Absolute Radio. So let's let's savour that and let's celebrate it with this Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had some emails in. Um, we've had an extraordinary email here. Um, Are we talking email or text? Well, they tend they get hold of us through both means. To be honest mm, with you. I see. Um, this one says, Dear Valued Customer. Oh, that old, that old opener. <laughs> you have one new important message waiting in your inbox folder. Please supply all of the following information. Best regards, Cooperative Bank PLC Security Department. That sounds like someone trying to steal my identity on air. <laughs> I think they could be a little bit more discreet about it, couldn't they? If you want to text us, um, if you're a major security company or bank... <laughs> We're on eight twelve fifteen. I'm not going to respond to that one. You not? I'm not going to send my details to that person just in case. Yeah. There's some um, a bit dodgy going on. 
be a scam. We've had another. What details do they want? Well, I don't know. It says please. Oh, that's there's something nestling in my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We've also had a text rolling in, in the deep from Kevin. I thought it was just drafts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was the drains. <laughs> Carry on, Kevin. Well, you were talking about your mum was claiming that bin fires could be started from tea bags, hot tea bags, yes. obviously. <laughs> um, Kevin says, when I was living with a few mates, I don't really don't like the house. I don't like the sound of the mates. <laughs> oh, but that, I bet they had fun there, though. I no, bet there was love in like the room. Him. It was also fungus. I don't like the mates. We had a bin fire at about 1am after a boozy night out. See, I told you. Mm. None of us smoked, and the only thing that was put in the bin was the leftovers of a kebab. We managed to put out the fire, but it badly damaged the kitchen. The fire brigade came, and they could see no evidence of what caused the fire, so it must have been the kebab. Kevin. That would be... Uh, I'm thinking chilli sauce. <laughs> when it's really it's hot. hot. Oh, God, when it's really hot. Like, it'll take a bin with it. Don't worry about that. Oh, that's a bit of a mystery. I like that. There's that's an element of the Marie Celeste. Spontaneous combustion. Yeah. By the way, speaking of uh, terrible disasters, I, this talk of the Brits reminded me of... I sidestepped what could have been a career-destroying thing. Oh. I my plan when I did the it didn't go very well when I did the Brits. I don't know if you remember this. Um, oh God, I hate talking about it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> my my original plan. I remember the waistcoat. I remember everything. I know it was a shirt. Actually. Oh, it was lovely. I wore that a Frank Union Jack well. shirt. Yeah, well, Union Jack shirt. Great my, suit. My lovely. Irish relatives have never spoken to me since. <laughs> but anyway, um, my plan was to go on in a Union Jack mini dress. And a oh, ginger a wig and go on as Jerry and do the opening thing as Jerry. Now, the opening thing basically died. Imagine it, me being dressed as Jerry and dying. That image would have lived... It would have been... It would have killed me. Mm. I, would, I would have probably taken my own life. <laughs> um, or at least, at the very least, developed a, a terrible eating disorder <laughs> as part of my characterisation. Ah. <laughs> but oh, thank well, God I changed a, my a mind. Were you fridge as well on stage and you were going to crouch at it eating chocolate? I was going to... Um, <laughs> Is that what she did? What, how chocolate do you know cake? that? Because I've read autobiography. Have you get reading? <laughs> what do you mean she I've crouched read it as at well. a It's in the Marxist bookshop, Who has I it? <laughs> yeah, it's his. What, what do you mean she crouched at a tiny... It was in the bin, actually. From, red red it? spice, they call it. Yeah, George Michael's house, there was a bin. I don't... Yeah, I think... Yeah, it's a sad story. Yeah, it is a bit. To be honest, um, she's... She's my favourite Spice Girl. I know people don't often discuss their sp- favourite Spice Girls anymore. It's, it's a slightly 90s conversation. <laughs> it's like saying, what size global hypercolour T-shirt should I buy? It is like that. But I, I, I've I, always had a, a soft spot for Jerry, not just because she bought me underpants, but I just think she's, you know, she's a bit of a... I like her. Anyway, that's the Jerry Halliwell thing out the way. I'm prepared to defend Jerry Halliwell to the health but I'm very glad I didn't dress up as her because that would have been the end of the world. Also, the chances of you getting together with her dressed as her would be slimmer, I should think. I have no intention of getting together with her. That's not how yeah, I like her. Yeah, but back in the day. No, That's I not didn't. how I like her. <laughs> I like That's her not how a, I like her. I like her as a person. That's how so I like no her. So there's no romantic... I'm a Marxist. It's not like, it's not like, like you that. and George Michael. No, exactly. Yes, or even me. like me and George Michael. <laughs> I'd have more chance with George Michael than you would. What about that? Aren't you ashamed of yourself? And I'm 20 years your senior. Frank, 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 Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So, Frank, 
Holly has been mentioning one of my greatest fears this morning, which is bread. <laughs> oh, yes. Do not Go fear on. the bread. It's good for you, though. Although what? I have given up for Lent, that is. That's what, right, yeah. So you're quite, you take all this quite seriously. What? Well, this Lent business. Well, I was having this discussion the, the other week, whether you do it for yourself or whether you're doing it for religious reasons, and I'm sure most people don't do it for religious reasons. Mm. But I, I decided, uh, for health reasons as much as anything, I should really give up bread. So I, um, I urge any uh, atheist listening to uh, not give up anything for Lent and basically mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't give up anything for science. <laughs> no, you see, this was all quite an unfamiliar concept to me with my strange agnostic parents. They... They didn't really tell me about stuff like that. They told me how to load a bong and things like that, but they didn't really tell me how to... Yeah, um, um, can I say that Absolute Radio um, urges you not to load a bong? <laughs> Gen generally. Say no to loading Obviously bong. Christmas is all right, <laughs> but not... Um, but the idea behind it, Frank, is it so it's a sort of self-disciplined thing, is it? Well, I mean, the basics is when like, it's Jesus goes out into the wilderness yeah. and doesn't eat and drink for 40 days and 40 nights, so it's a bit of... Uh, like you know, fashion so week. Solid. <laughs> 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 so, um, <laughs> solidarity, that's what, it, that's what it's all oh, about. Oh, I see. But I've, um, I, I remember we had a priest when I used to go to Swiss Cottage Church, Father Dickey. And uh, I remember he said, he was on about um, Lent, and he said, uh, Oh, and uh, Lent, a time of great uh, spiritual renewal. It's not Weight Watchers! <laughs> and that's what, that's what you've turned into Weight Watchers. I have it? a bit. Because people give up chocolate and all that. It's just... My parents don't drink for the whole um, month. But then they only would have had t about two drinks between them for the whole time anyway. Yeah, that's they did. They'd have all yeah. creme de menthe well, left they'd, they'd over. Have, <laughs> yeah, they would have just... They'd have had about 200 drinks, but only one tea bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is what they would have done. Now, he, um, he, he used to say, think, whenever he mentioned the Reformation, he would say, the, the, the biggest legal land grab of all time. That was his thing. And he also talked about they'd had a christening and some Catholics had come away and been for ages and they didn't know whether to stand or when to see I remember he said they were lapsed up to the eyeballs. <laughs> lapsed. <laughs> Great expression. Uh, but I, I don't give up stuff for Lent anymore. What are you going to add? Are you taking up? I add. What are you going to take I'm, up? Well, you know, I'm reading the book of Job hmm. for Lent. Do you know it? Huh? Yeah. So if I can, anyone uh, does, I've just got to, I've just passed the bit with Bildad the Shoeite. <laughs> And um, it gets really good after that. Yeah. Oh, no spoilers, please, guys. Okay. <laughs> They're all ghosts. <laughs> oh, they are now. There's only one line. <laughs> yeah. Eliphaz the Temanite is just about to uh, just about to speak. That's where I'm up to at the moment. Yeah. And it's 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 about it's it's about 42 chapters. So it's perfect for Lent. You can do a chapter a day. That's mm. the well balanced way. It's one of my five a day. <laughs> So that's what I'm doing. I'd recommend that. Are you reading the whole of the Bible then? No, no. I'm just, I'm just doing Job for what, Lent. What, what, um, what, what, um, what did, what tempted you by the book? Why, why Job? I think it was when um, I became aware of the fact that, it, you know, that Satan's in it quite a lot. Satan and God talk quite a lot in it. In, oh. in a sort of general, he says to say, "Where you've been?" He says, "I've just been, you know, walking to and fro and up and down in the world." There's oh, brilliant! A, there's, an, <laughs> in, there's an incredible um, Christa Berg song where the devil and God talk. Really? Yeah. What's called that called? Sp Spanish Train. Oh, Lady in Red. No, <laughs> it's Spanish funny way to train. Talk about the devil. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to have a listen to that. It's amazing. It's basically a be big a... chat between God and the devil it's, about a man s- playing cards. It sounds very rock opera. That's the sort of thing Christopher would have been into, I reckon. It was, it was quite a song. Does he use a, a pot's herd to scrape his boils? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what Joe yeah, does. does. He gets covered in boils. You'll love this, Em. And he uses, like, a piece of old jagged pottery to scrape them <laughs> off. Oh! Yeah. Anyway, I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> and eating chocolate at the same time, so it's the best of all possible worlds. Frank, 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 Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, um, Darren has emailed in. No, what, from Bewitched? <laughs> As played by Dick York. <laughs> oh, was that post Larry Hagman, I believe? Uh, no, oh, no, he was uh, I Dream of Jeannie. He was I Dream of Jeannie. I do apologise. Um, Darren has emailed in after... Dream, I Dream of Jeannie. Whereas Bewitch was... It's a very fine line. Much more jaunty, I think, Bewitched. More up my strata. So he's emailed in after Joe Darby was mentioned on the show last week. Joe Darby. I should explain to Holly who wasn't here. Joe Darby? Joe Darby was... When I grew up in the in the West Midlands, he was oft spoken of as a local legend. He he was, um, I think he was nineteenth century, early twentieth, and he was a jumper. He used to uh, jump. He could jump onto his child's face off a table and then jump <laughs> off again without hurting her. <laughs> and he could jump onto a basket of eggs and off. I love the without hurting her footnote, the little asterisk. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, anyone could jump off a table onto a child's face, but, you know, there's certain um, things that you want to add to that. And he could jump onto the canal and off again, and his feet would... The soles of his shoes would get wet, but nothing else. Well, um, Darren says, Hi, Frank, I was so intrigued by your tales of the exploits of Joe Darby, the canal jumper from Netherton in the black country, <laughs> that I just had to read more about him. Mm. There was a short paragraph about him in the Wikipedia entry for Netherton. However, further down the page, there was a roll call of the great and good from the town. Imagine my surprise when I noted that Sammy Pig Iron Whitehouse... Not Pig Iron. <laughs> ...achieved fame of sorts in 1921 when he won a four-mile race from Dudley Top Church through Netherton whilst carrying a hundredweight of pig iron. <laughs> I love a hundredweight. I don't know if... I, I got pig iron! <laughs> I got all pig iron! I don't know if all competitors were forced to carry a similar burden or if old Piggy was merely showboating. <laughs> I've never heard of him. What was he called again? He was called Sammy Pig Iron Whitehouse. Yeah, I knew a lot of Whitehouses. And can I just say, I love the way that's yours in sport, Darren. Oh, excellent. Great sign-off. Excellent. What is Pig Iron? Pig Iron is a, a sort of a cheap version of iron, I think. I, mm. think, they're, they're, I think the materials are um, less than your top-notch iron. I could be wrong about that. It's something I used to shout on a regular basis on the show because it was on a Lonnie Donegan track. <laughs> you know how it is. Mm. But um, An old school shout out. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I do sometimes think that television is not necessarily a good thing because when there was no television, people tried stuff like jumping on and off <laughs> their child's face without hurting it. <laughs> Whereas, you know, it's so easy to just get in and put the telly on and sit there. Who would think, you know, I might do a, a four-mile race carrying... Hundred by to pig iron. Nowadays, you wouldn't. You'd watch one born every minute. You know, um, they should come up with a wee 
uh, uh, like Wii version of the canal jumper. Like yeah. Wii, Wii canal jumper. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Where you have the, a pad in the middle of the room and you have to sort of nimbly jump onto it and off it. Darby and, Wii. And, and on the screen is a big image of a sort of black country canal. <laughs> that, would, that would make me so happy. There was oh, another child, plan. Child's face. I wish I could remember his name now, but he was he was a, a contemporary, I think, though I never saw him. He, he could... Um, lift up one of those metal barroom tables with a barmaid sitting on it. Oh. He could lift that up in the air, which is... Uh, you, you know the, pig, the, the the jumping guy? That's sort of like parkour or parkour. Well, how do you say it? Parquet. Parquet, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> parquet, 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 parkour is parquet. Parkour. <laughs> do you mean uh, onion parkour? A parquet flooring. What are you talking about? Um, you know, par- parkour. Parkour? We're just going to take a pause. <laughs> Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Next. I read a story this week about um, the fact that they're going to ban the word mademoiselle oh, in yes. France because what? they say it's sexist. See, yeah. I always, I didn't realise until I read that article that mademoiselle um, is about whether you're married or single. I thought it was an age thing. I do. Oh, now you tell me. Yeah, but <laughs> I've been madamed all my life. Well, I used to think it would be really <laughs> stressful to look at a woman, you know, in sort of mid thirties and think, "Oh God, do I go Mademoiselle or do you I go Madame?" You look for the ring. Madame? That's what you look for. Ah, so you count the rings. Yeah, it gives Much you like such a like... spring in your step when you get a Mamselle. When you get yeah. Mamselle, say that again. <laughs> if I get a ma- if I get a Mamselle or a Missy or a or anything like that, I'd I'm no happy. Holly. You're still very much a Mamselle. I'm thirty-one. I'm borderline Don't stop declaring ages. <laughs> we don't do that here. No, the natural order's in pieces. Yeah. I'll say how old I am, and then we'll all stare at Emily. <laughs> see be, if we can force her into a, a confession. There'll be a chiming bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a chiming bell if we need one. Oh, good. Hmm. It's you, all right. I've got Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Would you ever... Have you ever been called master? Um, uh, well, I am. I am. I have a master's degree, so I suppose, in a way... Yes. Oh, yeah, pause for the audience to go, you've got what? <laughs> but yeah, so, but I've never been called master. I think I, when I was a kid, they, go, they, they used to get, if you got a letter, you know when you get a letter when you're a kid, it's like the biggest deal ever. Yeah. I've got like four letters in my whole childhood. And it used to say to master, used to, on your birthday and stuff. Oh, I love that. Well, from the Vino magazine, if you wrote in, I sometimes get that. Um, what, they'd write yes. to you? Yeah, sometimes. What, back from the Beano? They'd acknowledge correspondence I'd had with them. I, I only, when I was a kid, I only ever read the Beano online. <laughs> Did you, was there a letters page in the Beano? Oh, yes, God, I, yeah. might have, I might have written to it a couple of times. <laughs> I might have copied someone else's letter and passed off as my own work. Don't judge. Oh, dear. What will happen to uh, Mademoiselle from Armatiers? The great old British Army song. You're familiar with that? No. It's one of the best uses of. What do they call it when you. Is it Franglaise? When oh, they yeah, mix yeah, up. Yeah. It goes Mademoiselle from Armatiers, parlez-vous. <laughs> Mademoiselle <laughs> from Armatiers, parlez-vous. And then Mademoiselle from Armatiers, she hasn't been kissed for 40 years. Inky pinky, parlez-vous. <laughs> I cleaned it up a bit. But, yes, it um, sounds yes, like you have. Yes. Inky pinky parley voo. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> but that'll have to, to go. There would have to be Madame from Armatius. Forget about it. Well, one of the objections as well is that so it suggests the woman is available, which I personally see as a no bad thing. Well, <laughs> I didn't realise from. And this is. A, I'm always. Um, always looking to put another little thing in the cupboard of my knowledge mm. that Wazelle means virgin or simpleton. 
Oh, right, so Madame oh. Wazelle. Yeah, means old ma simpleton <laughs> sort of thing. Old ma simpleton. She bumped into old ma simpleton down at the store. I like Wazelle. I yeah, like it, it is good. I, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of all. Any new words I discover, I'm happy to uh, hold on to. So would you be happy if there was a sort of male equivalent of a, a word... You know, like Monsieur Wazel. <laughs> a word that said if I was um, Sit on on the market, married or yeah. not. Yeah, I think um, Miss Mister Man. What about M- that, Mister Man? Mister Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mister on, like in ca- the enemies in Captain Scarlet. See, I don't like Miss Frank as well. Sounds a bit strident. Yeah, I don't the like thing Miss. Is, I think in French they say Les Mis. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've got mixed up with the musical of the same name. Un momento. Absolute Radio. With Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had people texting in more of their fears, which um, mm. I rather like. Uh, <laughs> 048, this is Tim in Lanks. My wife is scared of open scissors. I send her photos of these from work and tell her I left them that way. She freaks. That's nice of it, Mr. Sort of torture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the great joy of the camera phone. Mm. It's going to really annoy people with it. Mm. We've also had in on uh, 276, my friend has a massive fear of man-made structures, particularly pylons. <laughs> I can see that, though. Can you? I remember there was a t- kid's t- or a sort of TV show um, called The Triad, tri- Tripods. And uh, do you remember <sighs> that? <laughs> I don't know, but I think they might have been... Uh, I might not have got a part in that, so... <laughs> do you remember the Man-made tripod? structures, that's, that includes buildings... Mm. If that that's scaffolding ma- yeah, cranes next next like yeah um what's those things in japan those like pointy things pagodas temples temples pagodas. yeah <laughs> but, yeah and finally frank cassandra from sorry i have a fear of tin foil covered toffee oh that's fair enough oh is it okay I can see oh, tin foil being a problem you mm. get that on your fillings but let's before we condemn tin foil out of hand um, it can be used to, bo- to buy guide dogs for the blind, so it's not all bad. On the, you know, not, not, nothing's all bad, is it? I bet you Will Young, if you got talking to him <laughs> for a bit, would come up with something. And you think, well, actually, maybe I've misjudged Will Young. It's like a modern day parable. Yeah, he is like a, a, a modern day parasol. Is that what you said? <laughs> I thought I thought that he's lacy, but one can in some way take shelter under him. From the blazing sun. Lacey. That's my. Uh, that's my summary. That's the new quote on the front of his album. For yeah. Tortoise. Anyway, look, we move now towards the end of the show. I've got a drive to West Bromwich Albion, listening to my new audio book, um, Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath. Looking forward to that. I'll keep you all posted on the Book of Job as um, <laughs> as Lent progresses, because <laughs> I know there'll be people thinking, "Oh, what happens next with the Book of Job?" And you won't want to go out and get one yourself. Um, you can download Not The Weekend podcast. That's available to download from Wednesday, and that'll be uh, this week. It'll be me, Em and Holly talking some more about other... Yeah, now the usual rubbish we mm. talk. Mark Crossley is next. Um, and I think it's fair to say that if the good Lord spares us and the, and the creeks don't rise, we'll be uh, back next week at the same time. Goodbye. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.